Hey friends, you're listening to a new episode of A's Thoughts, where we talk about the deep conversations and thoughts that I've had with myself, friends, family members, and even strangers. You'll get to talk to me, Ayana, your host, and some amazing guests on things that may challenge you, change your perspective, and encourage you throughout any season of life. We are so excited to be on this journey with you guys, and we hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of A's Thoughts. Today, I'm here with my first guest, with I'm actually really excited about it, my friend, Nairi. Hi. <laughs> hey, everybody. Nairi and I are going to talk about something that I'm actually really excited about, um, something that I think she's going to have some good input in. And so we're just going to share our thoughts about it. Uh, today we are talking about life after trauma, what that looks like, um, forgiveness, all the all the good stuff in between. So, Naomi, my first question for you is, what does life look like after trauma? Uh, what does life look like after trauma? Life looks like a lot of things, hmm. sadly, and and happily. Right. Um, the sad part is there is like you develop triggers, hmm. so it's like. Um, I'll just be, you know, transparent for me, uh, a trigger was physical touch. Mm. Um, when I was little, like I would be forced to hug people. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't want to hug them. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Intuition is saying, don't hug them. Don't touch them. Don't go near them. Um, but it was a go hug them. Go say, go say hi. Mm. Go. I don't like them. But from that it developed to i'm not a before gc i'm not a interactive hugging loving mm. physical touch type of person i'm still not that way all the way mm-hmm. but i'll hug you right but the, I, I won't i won't hold you no mm. no not like jesus I, <laughs> I think that that's something new that i've actually heard a lot of people talking about mm. especially recency is not forcing their children to hug people yeah i think we grew up in a time where it was like you hugged your aunties uncles cousin whoever came in the house that's how you greeted people yeah um so it's nice to see um and the next generation or all of us see that that what trauma that kind of led us through Mm -hmm. or how it affected us and open up the ability to be like well if you don't want to hug that person you don't have to right like don't make my child hug you yeah because it's also a thing of uh when people say um like listen to your kids your kids are very in tune they say have a faith like a child Mm -hmm. so it's like sometimes your kids can know more things than you know yeah when especially when it comes to being around people you know so yeah trust them kids for sure they be knowing they do for the most part i think that trauma is so um complicated and multifolded um and i think everybody has their own trauma yeah so it's like some one's trauma may be looked at as the world as worse but i think everybody can listen to the podcast and grab something because everybody has their type of trauma so like whether you didn't have a parent in your life or whether you went through um some extreme abuse or you were neglected or so sorry friends or whatever that looks like for you i think that there's just different um different 
levels or not even levels but everybody goes through trauma i think yeah. you bringing up triggers was really good um for a really long time um new spaces was my trigger oh yeah yeah i i was very i'm still very introverted when yeah. first meeting people mm-hmm. like your first reaction is to like watch everybody find out everybody's like telltale sign and yep. then we can be friends yep. so i actually went to generations church is where me and i met Mm-hmm. Hi, friends. Um, <laughs> I actually went to Generations Church a year before the pandemic mm-hmm. and didn't talk to anybody. You I did would not. sneak in and sit in the back. I saw you. Yeah. You did? I did. Oh. Which is, I was like, why is she in the back? <laughs> she don't talk to nobody? I surely didn't. I'm like, everything ain't get you yet? Like, <laughs> right. No, <laughs> for real. It was genuine. I was just like, I see her because it was a. You come and you go type of thing. Yeah, but I have a problem with being late. Shout out to my mother. Um, my mother is a um, lovely Caucasian woman who strongly believed in being places 15 minutes early. So I have a deep hatred of being late. Um, so I would come to ch- if church started at 930. Mm-hmm. I would be there at 915, mm-hmm. either hiding in the bathroom, <laughs> mm-hmm. trying not to be noticed, sitting in the back of the um, auditorium, like on my phone, like looking busy. <laughs> So nobody would come find me. Yeah. You you would sit on the side. Yeah. In the back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can I be remembering? This is what happens when you go through trauma. The more you know. <laughs> you see people. <laughs> I'm like, is she? <coughs> she's separating herself? Yeah. They're like, who is she? Get her. It's bad because I did that too. Yeah. But the only problem was is that I came with my family. Mm. So, you know, my bonus mom. Stephanie, mm-hmm. she would be like, let's sit in the middle. And I'm like, no, let's sit in the back. Right. But we always sat in the middle. Mm-hmm. Sat in the middle. And I'd be like, I'm going to sit by myself. <laughs> right. But my dad was like, no, you're not. And I was like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> We're that's sitting as our family. family. So, yeah. And as soon as service was over, me and my sister would go straight to the car. Mm. Yeah. We weren't ser- like, you know, we weren't serving yet or anything like that. I was still very like, I don't want to be at this church. Right. Cause it, yeah, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a horrible church. It's not a horrible church if I'm still there, but it was just like a different environment, different change. For sure. Uh, trauma triggers all around because yeah. they were like, oh, let me give you a hug. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, no, yeah, don't hug me. Don't touch me. I think the, I think the best thing for people to do in that aspect, because not everybody knows when people are triggered, mm-hmm. some triggers are very visible. Yeah. Some triggers are very internal as like flashbacks or taking you into like a shutdown mode or into yeah. autopilot. Yeah. I think the best thing when meeting new people and they seem standoffish yeah. is um, A, to give them grace, but also to allow them, uh, let them know that you're there. Yeah. Because I know um, after the pandemic, I started going to church more and then I was like, let's give this a shot. Start talking to everybody, yada, yada. Yeah. But before then, Candace and I went to a girls night and we sat at Pastor Bettina's table. Mm-hmm. And every Sunday I would look for Pastor Bettina because I was like, if I talk to her, I don't have to talk to anybody else. So I think like making yourself known, if you see somebody stand off, at least saying like, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. I hope to see you next time. And then even if it's awkward and you leave it there, guaranteed, most likely that person will begin to search for you. Even if you can't tell, because yeah. I think there was times that I would put myself in the vicinity of people. So mm-hmm. I would want them to notice me, but I didn't have enough courage to be like, hi, nice to see you again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I did that. Yeah. It was really, it was 
That's red wag. <laughs> I felt until Pastor Jim was like, "Hi, I'm Jennifer." I said, "Oh crap! They <laughs> she, know I'm here. <laughs> she caught me. <laughs> they know I'm here." Yeah. Uh oh. Right. Okay. So hide. when you reach the point, so not everyone, but mm. um, at some point, the hope is that you get to this place of forgiveness this idea of moving past the trauma mm-hmm. um into whatever else your life has um looking at more of in the past and not something you're currently sitting in yeah so how do you or how did you reach forgiveness i didn't reach forgiveness until i literally was at gc mm-hmm. and it was called god encounters mm. before it was called 120 yeah and i think uh michael rowan had came he was like a um comedian slash um speaker mm. and so he came and he was talking about abuse and he was talking about how um you have to forgive them mm-hmm. you have to let it go you have to you can't hold on to it and i was like what if I want to hold on to it? Because right. it just reminds me of how I would never let anybody else do that to me. Mm-hmm. Or how I'll never let anybody else degrade me or speak to me in the way that, you know, my own mom has and the way that she made me feel. Mm-hmm. And so um, I held on to it. I held on to it for a long years, mm-hmm. so many years. And it wasn't until he, um, he told everybody to stand up. Everybody was standing up. And he was like, if you want to come down for prayer, if you want to come down for anything, um, come down. And he was like, if you want to just let it go, mm. come down. And I was like, I stood up and I fell down like in my seat. And I was like, bawling, just yeah. bawling my eyes out. Just, yeah. just a hot mess. Yeah. And I went, I went down because I didn't even want to, let's just be honest. I didn't want to go down. I was like, nope, I'm just going to sit back here. And I'm going to sit in my chair. Mm. And uh, my sister, Deja, she was like, you need to go down. I was like, okay, I guess. Right. So, you know, I got up and was walking down. And before I could even walk down, I, like, fell down. Mm. And I was just like, okay, God, like, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to release it all. And Pastor Jen, actually, she prayed for me that night. And that was like the beginning first step for me was Mm. just realizing like you have, I had so much unforgiveness in my heart. Right. And I was like, I didn't even know what it was, Mm. but I was just like, there's so much hatred and so much hurt and so much pain. And I didn't know why I felt that way. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, because I pushed everything down so deep and so far that you you just, you don't want to remember it. So I was like, I don't have any issues with anybody. I have no, you know, forgiveness, you know, needing to give forgiveness to anybody. Mm-hmm. But I did, and I had, like, a lot. It's like a book. Right. And I was just like, okay. So after that night, you know, just I went home, and I was just like, okay, God, what else do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Um, And so I was talking to my dad, and he was like, maybe try therapy. And I was like. I'm not about to pay somebody <laughs> and tell them my issues. Right. Like, no. And he was like, well, maybe try the church. And I was like, 
I guess, you know, mm. I guess I'll mm-hmm. go, I'll try. Um, and so I did, I went and I actually had a session with Pastors Mike and Corky and oh my God, if you've never Ooh. had a session, if first of all, if you've never talked to them, uh-huh. you would never know just how much wisdom and how much insight they have on so many things, Yeah, but specifically on you know spiritual warfare mm. just, just forgiveness in itself just realizing how broken my heart was mm-hmm. I went in there like so torn apart and then right when I'm you know in the session it's like it was literally like being sewn back together mm. I was like oh I just needed to come to y'all I, right. <laughs> I feel amazing right and there it was I feel great great you know but it the sad thing is that it took so long to get to that point. Why do you think why do you think forgiveness can be such a taboo thing to talk about? Because you actually have to let go of something. It's mm. good. You have to like you know how like kids want perfect example kids. You take them to the toy store. Mm. Oh, I want this toy. Can I get this toy? Yeah, you can get this toy. Then I see another toy. Ooh, I want this toy. Right. Okay, you got to pick one. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Now we have an issue. Mm. But I want both of them. Mm-hmm. I want to just keep it. I want to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. You got to let one go. That's good. And it's like, well, dang. Yeah. I think the thing that people forget also is that unforgiveness festers in so many different type of ways. Oh, yeah. So I think people think, well, I'm not angry so I forgave. And it's like, no, well, you're a people ple- you're a people pleaser mm-hmm. because you're trying to achieve this, like reach this status of like mm-hmm. pleasing people to yeah. sh- prove that you're a good person. Yeah, it's a cover up. Right. So I think unforgiveness festers in a bunch of different ways other than yeah. just anger. Anger yep. is like everybody's go to yeah. to say, but mm-hmm. I think there's so many other ways that it Yeah. Mine was um <clears throat> I wasn't angry. Mm. I was bitter. Mm. And I had a heart of stone. Yeah. Which is why now it's like, oh, I'm getting compassion back because my heart was so hard. Mm. And I didn't want to, you know, I was just like, I'm fine. Yeah. That was my thing. I'm fine. Right. I'm good. I'm right. great. Right. I was a hot mess. Mm. To- when they say toe up from the flow up. Chile. Your girl was a mess. Like, I was bad. Like, it yeah. was really bad. Yeah. And it, it showed, you know, even walking into GC, like, um, Pastor Bettina, <laughs> she says, um, at girls' night, her table was the first table I sat at. Uh-huh. And so she said, when I sat at the table, you could just see just the pain mm. and the just the heart and heart just all in my face mm. isn't it how interesting we think that people can't see that mm-hmm. but they see you right through it and it's right. like well if you saw it, why didn't you tell me that i was looking so bad <laughs> right <laughs> but you didn't tell me right but it's like it's a process you yeah. have to you have to really go through that process and it's like well dang you know i didn't know i was hurting that bad yeah let me ask you let me preference before i ask you mm-hmm. so i had went <clears throat> excuse me had went through my own trauma when i was um a lot younger i went through um some abuse of my own that happened sexually right. um and so for me i i didn't necessarily have the anger i had a lot of shame a lot of guilt mm-hmm. 
a lot of the people pleasing tendency. Um, and then I also believed a lot of lies that sank in and became my truth. Um, and I learned that for me, forgiveness looked like not only forgiving the other person, um, forgiving myself for sitting through all that, but also like chipping away at these lies. Mm -hmm. Did you feel the same for that? In that aspect um yeah i believe the lie of that i am my mother mm. um i believed that for a long time yeah like i shouldn't you know i shouldn't have mm. but it was a thing of well i don't know any other way to be mm. i don't know what it looks like to genuinely um be happy yeah you know because i'd so for me, my parents got divorced when I was 11 years old. Uh -huh. So a lot of my trauma, sadly, comes from a lot of things that my mom did. Right. So she would antagonize my dad all the time mm -hmm. until he would react in the way that she wanted him to. Mm -hmm. um, she would, you know, just a long list of things. Right. Like when they got divorced, she took me to the courthouse with her and was like, oh, am I divorced? Mm. And I started crying. I'm like, what, you know, right. what is happening? And she's like, you didn't think we'd be together forever, did you? Yeah. And so with that, um, not only that, but also like there was a day when my mom and my aunt were arguing and my aunt grabbed my arm. She was like, go in the house, just mm -hmm. go in the house because she didn't want me to see it. And so I was like, okay, my mom took that as you grabbed my daughter. Um, I'm calling the police on you. Right. Stuff like that. Right. But then from that my mom thought that if i grab her arm if i grab nye's arm then now that's that's a power move mm. not realizing that if it now which is it sucks but if anybody grabs my arm i freeze right like i i've done it at church and i hate that i do it but i've done it at church where i literally freeze and i will stop right in my tracks and i won't move mm -hmm. And I start to shake, like, I'm just like, okay, Jesus, can they let me go now? Right. But that, all of, all of those traumas I held on to, I held on to everything. I held on to um, not feeling the love and the nurture of a mother, not feeling the true affection that I wanted to accept from my dad and my mm -hmm. granny, mm -hmm. um, not feeling the sisterly love that I wanted to feel. Mm -hmm. I felt, um, you know, sometimes I felt outcasted i felt right. um the friends that i had weren't really friends they mm. were more so just looking at what i was going to do next if i was going to be like my brothers if i was going to be like my sister mm. um you know not really caring mm. so i carried all of that and it's like well now you have to be this most the most caring person in the world you have right. to nurture everybody you have to love everybody yes mm. love everybody but don't forget to love yourself right um don't forget that you are valuable enough to you know not be traumatized mm. <laughs> like you don't have to be traumatized right and that <clears throat> all of those traumas all of the unforgiveness it just literally sat like it sat on my heart mm -hmm. until until the you know going to pastor mike and corky and realizing that um the forgiveness that was needed that i thought was you know, needed was actually wanted. I mm. wanted it. Yeah. Because I wanted to feel free for the mm. first time in my life. Yeah. To be like, okay, God, 
give me freedom. Yeah. Because I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to genuinely find out what I like, to genuinely yeah. find out what I love. Who yeah. am I? Because right. I'm holding on to all these stigmas of who everybody else was or who everybody mm-hmm. else wanted me to be. Yeah. That I couldn't allow myself to be myself. Mm-hmm. And hold, you know, people say like, oh, forgiveness, you know, you forgive them and, and you forget. No, you don't. Right. I don't know who said forgive and forget. <laughs> right. I, what was it, Medea? You said, no, you're going to remember. Right. You forget and remember. <laughs> you, but you have to, the, and the thing, but people forget that the main thing is forgive. Mm-hmm. Nobody said forget. Nobody said continuously remember so yeah. that you can hold it over their head. Mm-hmm. No, they said forgive. You know, mm-hmm. the first, you know, the first step in forgiveness is genuinely freedom, freeing yourself. Right after you yeah. forgive, you feel free. Yeah. It's legit like a boulder has just ran through and just yeah. broken off so many chains, broken off this big rock that was on my chest. Like, yeah. I think you saying that's so interesting because I'm as you're talking, I'm reflecting. And I was thinking about the first time like I was in high school and I was like, yes, I forgive them. I love everybody, like still super in my people, ple- like people pleasing. So yeah. I went to camp. And they did the altar call. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I forgive. Yeah. And then after my <laughs> senior year, I went to um, Grand Canyon University mm-hmm. um, to do ministry school with emphasis on youth. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to become a youth pastor. And I'm going to help other people forgive. Yeah. And I did, it, I did it for three years. But on my second year, halfway through, I was driving. And I saw the or I saw who I thought was a person or somebody who resembled the person and we made eye contact and I remember freezing I literally didn't have a license thank you Jesus I have a license now <laughs> at the time I didn't I did have a too. license I and I was driving and I was in my aunt's car and I almost got hit by a car because I just froze yeah and I just remember telling myself, I, I have to move, I have to move. And I remember pulling over. And then for another, I would say, year and a half, I felt like I was an autopilot. Yeah. I felt like um, I had taken a back seat just on my life and was very robotic. And this is what mm-hmm. I did. This is how I respond. This is how it all goes, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until I went home and was like, I can't. Um, so anyways, did my third year online um failed all my classes because Mm. i was not going on campus so my autopilot was um shifted yeah so i um wasn't on campus and i went home and um i lived with um some friends from a church and then after that year i moved out by myself and when i moved out i decided uh it got worse Mm. and i was chilly i was a hot mess (laughs) i was (laughs) i was out there and um, I wanted to get away from everybody. Um, the year before that, my mom had been, um, got into a mental institution from her job, which was another trigger for me that just added on to all the stuff that was like obviously boiling over. And yeah. I would show up to that church on Sunday and people were there that would triggered me, that hurt me, like church hurt and whatnot. Yeah. And so I'm thinking that everybody can see it's fine. And I'm just like all of these pieces. And I was like, I need to get away from here. I was going to move to Chicago. And then um, Candace and Jordan, who are my son's godparents, were like, we're moving back to California. I said, yeah. cool, me too. We packed up all of our stuff. We moved out here. And then when I got out here, 
I just remember saying like, I have to let it go. Um, so this was before I found GC, but I started watching like sermons online from different places and really working yeah. on what forgiveness looks like. And I think Candace and I went to this um, church women's night that was like a big conference that we didn't know anything about, but we went. Yeah. And I think that because it gave me a space where nobody knew me mm-hmm. and I could just lay it out out all my addictions everything that had happened to me i don't even remember this lady's name and i just remember them coming like if you want to let it go or like break these chains or whatever they said they like mm-hmm. come down and i like push candace to the side i was like move you know when you like excuse me excuse me excuse me and i was like doing that through the aisles trying to get down there so fast yeah. Because I was like, I'm never coming to this church again because it was way out of town. So it just wasn't feasible. Yeah. I was like, but this is my chance to like really put it at the feet of Jesus and walk away and not touch it again. Because yeah. this was a church that I'd never go to again. Yeah. So I was like, I need to visualize driving away. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I went. I don't even think this lady could understand me. I was babbling so fast. I was like, this happened when I was blah, blah, blah. And then this, and then this, and then this. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think she thought I was speaking in tongues or something. Probably. Because it was just going so fast. <laughs> but I remember driving home and, you know, you're sobbing. So you're like yeah. tired from sobbing. Yeah. But I also never had so much energy to be yeah. like, let it all go. You know, and be like, yo, this is great. Yeah. I think that. Um... What I think. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that that's one of those moments where it's like true freedom. Yeah. Like the same when after talking to um, Pastors Mike and Corky, I was like, I can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like once you literally lay it at the feet of Jesus, it's like, oh, my God, I feel so empowered. Mm -hmm. I feel like the strongest person in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like the sad thing is, it's like God wants us to feel like that all the time. Yeah. But it's, we go through these, these traumatic experiences. We go through these really hard times and really difficult things. And it's like, why do, I feel like, why do we forget that Jesus is there? Mm. You know, it's like, had we remembered who God is in our life? Yeah. Forgiveness would have been so easy. Yeah. You know, as difficult as the situations were. Forgiveness would have been easier. Yeah. Not easy, but easier. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have taken years. I think even looking at it now and the wrong things that people have done, right? Because just mm-hmm. go, you go through one traumatic thing and then you like forgive and mm-hmm. you really, it doesn't mean that things don't stop happening. Right. They continue to happen and sometimes yep. they're even worse than the first one. Yep. But the difference is how you look at it, your perspective on it yeah. and the way you're willing to work through it um alongside like jesus and holy spirit yeah because i think before my viewpoint on jesus was i was just like uh, one of the lies that i believed was one of the so everybody has there's like six core wounds maybe in another podcast we'll go over the six <laughs> but um one of the core wounds is um not enough yeah. so like i'm not enough yeah. And so that was very much my core wound. And my thoughts at the beginning was like, if God is so big mm-hmm. to know everything about everybody, mm-hmm. I'm just not enough for him to care about these things. So let me fix it. And then when it's fixed, I'll bring it back to Jesus. Yeah. 
And so I think that's where the people pleasing thing came in too. I'm like, I'm not enough. So let me work harder to become enough. Yeah. And I think, um, one that night, but also working through how I see God and Jesus and, um, them in general, how I view them allowed me to be like, no, you know what? I wasn't enough. And that's why Jesus died. But I was also enough for him to want to die. Right. Because I knew if he if he had to do it again, he would, even if yep. it was only for me. Yep. Literally, he rose for me. Yeah. Oh, spoken word. That was good. <laughs> I watched it, girl. I said, yes, man. <laughs> yes, man. But it's, that's, it's the genuine truth. It's like, because we, we hold on to it. It's like, okay, well, uh, God, I'll get back to you later because you're, mm. you're busy. Mm-hmm. God, you're a busy God. So let me just handle this by myself. Yeah. Not knowing that we do more damage to ourselves handling it by ourselves. Do you think this is a side note? I heard a lot of people um, before be like, "You can't just bring your like sad moments to God. You you want Him in everything." And I it used to me, I used to be like, "Oh, then I'm good because I only bring Jesus my happy moments. Like when something good would happen, yeah. when something good would happen, I'd be like, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." And then when mm-hmm. I was in the trials and the tribulations, I'd be like working trying to get it done myself and somebody be like well you prayed about it and i was like no i'll pray about it when i have the victory and like how that saying of like you can't just bring jesus you're sad you have to also bring in the good really really struck my truth of like i'm not enough unless i'm good yeah for me to be like no I'll, i'll come back to him like when i'm when i'm there yeah i was told which is so it's so stupid now you know, stuff is just stupid then, and, mm. but now it's like, yeah. Mm. Anywho, but I was told um, that when you pray, you can't talk to God like you talk to your friend on the street. Mm. I was like, but I'm not formal in anything I do. <laughs> Period. I said, so how, you know, how do I pray? They're like, right. you say, dear God. And mm. I'm like, okay. Mm. First, you, you say, you have to be very specific and you have to um, make sure that what you're praying is right and what you're praying is very specific. And yes, be specific about your prayers because you can ask for one thing. God be like, well, you asked for this. I'm like, but I meant. Right. <laughs> but it it was a thing of you have to you have to come to God and you have to be um, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And the part that that I realized was just bullcrap for lack of a better word um pure bull was god is involved in all aspects of our life Mm -hmm. so why not bring him your worst times as well as your best times yeah why not bring him the times and even the Bible? see the bible is just so good because it's talking about sometimes you can't even form words together Mm. It's your grunts and your groans and yeah. your tears yeah. speak louder than your words. Yeah. And I don't know how many times I just said, God, <laughs> yeah. I, and just start crying. I think what changed the way I talked to God was um, back when I was in Colorado, my senior year, we went on a mission trip to Chihuahua, Mexico, and we mm-hmm. worked in an orphanage or whatever. Chihuahua. And one of the girls my leader of the team she would pray she'd be like hey god and i was like you can say that yep and i was so obsessed um that's how i pray now to remind myself that like jesus is our friend yeah jesus is my homie 
I'm like, my dude, <laughs> I know you saw what happened 30 seconds ago, and we didn't talk about this because I yeah. did that in the car. I said, now look, God. Uh, I said, now this today, uh, <laughs> we just we just gonna work through it, Jesus. Right. right. And like, thank you in advance, but yeah. my God. Yeah. If you me. don't show up, I don't know who will. <laughs> Lord, give me a sign. Right. Like, <laughs> if you don't show up, Ayana will, and that may not be good, Lord. So I'm giving you a 30-second right. head start. I don't think we want the Dina on that to come out, all right? <laughs> right. She, she don't live out there no more. We got to, <sighs> we got to keep her under wraps because right. she crazy. Right. Now, she <laughs> will pop out if Holy Spirit don't show up in the next three minutes. Right. God, you better come on. You better come on, God. And I think just a reminder that there's, like, nothing wrong with the dear gods or the Heavenly Father or however yeah. you feel natural yeah. but just for it to be friendship wise it's how yeah. i it's how i pray with the kids in orange room yeah. it's how i pray with my godsons and oftentimes they ask me well what like in orange room i'm like does anything anybody they have anything they want to pray about and sometimes as the kids they'll be like i want to thank god for hot dogs I'm like, we can do that. Because hot dogs is good. I want to pray about animals and taking these things that they're throwing out, but also showing them that, like, no, we can pray about this because God cares about it. You like it, he he cares about it. I I used to pray about my little goldfish. He died about two days later. (laughs) But I said, God, thank you for my goldfish. What was his name? Goldie, because I (laughs) lack of a better name. Creativity. Yes, ma'am. Wow, you're just so creative. (laughs) But I think, and the part I do love that you're instilling those that into the kids because it will prevent them from getting older and people saying, well, you can't pray about that. Yes, you can. Yeah. Miss A told us that we could pray about fishes and hot dogs and all the animals in the world. So if God care about the rocks on the planet, how much more does he care about the animals? Yeah. And I think, I think an important thing to remember is like this is the same God that knows how many heads are on our hair on our head. Yeah. He like cares about the small intimate details. Yep. And when I sit and think like, dang God, like you really care about the small things in, in my life yeah. that I either overlook or think they're too small for handle. Yeah. And then I'd be like, Well, shame on me for thinking that my God, yeah. my bestie, right, the homie Jesus, don't care about the same things that I'd be caring about. Yeah. I think um, one thing that I've learned is, uh, Pastor Boy used to say it. He said, "Involve God in every intricate part of your life." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, I don't be doing that much, Definitely. you know." But then I realized, well, when you get dressed in the morning, what do you do? Mm. It's like, oh, okay. So I, it's really bad. But I used to, you know, get dressed. I put on an outfit, and then I'd be like, "God, what do you think about this outfit?" <laughs> And as soon as I say that, I'm like, nah, <laughs> it's not it. It ain't working. And I would change about three to four times. My room would be a mess. <laughs> but I walk out of my room feeling amazing. Because yeah. I'm like, I look good. Right. And Jesus agreed. <laughs> Period. Jesus said yes. So yeah. guess what? We're wearing it all day. I love that. <laughs> we ain't taking this off. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love that. Yep. I feel like if people if people try to wreck that part of your life, try to make that into a trauma. Mm. My God, help them. Because mm. if they if they don't know us, then then right, they're they're gonna get met with a um interesting response. Yeah, yeah. 
I think that's what I love the most. I think before I went into the social work program, mm -hmm. I worked at the group home, like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. And so you're dealing with kids that have extreme traumas. I mean, mm -hmm. half of their stories I really couldn't make up and I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. Um, and to see them and and i think working in that industry shows you the extreme so the, these yeah. are the kids that you have to learn their triggers and you have to learn them fast because yep. calling them the wrong name touching them in a certain way like if you're tapping their shoulder you accidentally yeah. bump into them can change them and their traumas are so trauma affects the brain in several ways and it can affect the way your body responds to trauma yeah um so like what Nairi was saying was a body um, effect. It was a body trigger yeah. and you go into whatever mode you need to, to, uh, protect yourself. So that's why yeah. you have the DID disorders where they compartmentalize certain ages and, and come up with personas mm -hmm. so that the brain can protect the person. So the, if you ask the person what happened during that time, they may not know because they're, yeah. um, the other personalities took over, but that's literally the brain splitting up so that they can protect themselves. You have, um, children i worked with a six-year-old in the group home who was like jacqueline hyde he'd be fine and then if you asked him a question wrong or your tone was too similar to the person um who he went through all this trauma with he would turn into hyde and yeah it would be like a, a tornado with the house yeah. and it'd be the hardest thing to calm them down because trauma transforms the way we think the way we see and, and especially on extreme levels the way our body responds yeah. um and so i think I, what I loved about working in the group home is that I was very um, vocal about being like, Laura, please help me. Because if there's yeah. anybody who's going to push you, it's the kids in the group home because they know that they're there. They know that, they, well, they think that the majority of people are there to just collect a check, whether you're there to help them or not, all of these things. And so I very deliberately just remember being like, Lord, every day when these kids would get on my nerves, I'd be like, Jesus, you don't have to help me. Oh, you yes. have to help me. And they'd be like, Miss A, why do you talk to God like that? I said, because he's my best friend and he's the only thing saving you for me. <laughs> and then we both <laughs> laugh. Period. We would both laugh and they'd be like, you're serious, huh? I said, yeah. Very. So thank him. You better mm -hmm. thank him. He... Especially when it came to homework. Oh, God. Homework. I'd be like, you homework. know what, Jesus? Help him. Help him. Help me. Listen. Give him the answer, Lord. Me, Bless him. Me and homework don't get along. Mm. That's why I went through GCMS because I'm like, well, it's about God. <laughs> I said, so we could do it. I, it still was like, it's still homework now. But to say it's about Jesus. Right. And it's also about yourself. So we're going to do it. Yes. But it's it's funny that you said the, uh, when you said your triggers, like it signals your brain. Mm -hmm. Because literally at church, and it's, it's really bad that I can remember this now, but someone had grabbed my arm. Um, I think my roommate had grabbed my arm. And I froze. Yeah. And whatever she said, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And then she let go of my arm. And she said, did you hear me? And I was like, no. Yeah. I did not yeah. remember anything that you said. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm sorry. You just like, it wasn't, I think it was like a few months after that. I kind of told her, I was like, I traumatized, and when you grabbed my arm, it triggered me. Yeah. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said, don't be sorry, because I didn't know that's what it was. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't know that that was a trigger. I didn't realize that I had traumatic triggers, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Grabbing my arm, 
trying to hug me, mm-hmm. a certain perfume would just be like, whoa, get away from me. Yeah. I want to like genuinely cry. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't know I was that traumatized. Mm-hmm. That a simple smell of a perfume, like we were in Victoria's Secret. Mm. Um, and they were like, oh, I love this perfume. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're like, what's wrong? I said, I'm, I'm gonna go look at the shoes right at the next store. Right. <laughs> you, know, you got you got I have too many shoes, but I'm gonna go look at some shoes. And they're like, okay. You're not right. thinking of it, but my you know, my mind, I'm like, okay, breathe, right, take a deep breath, right, and walk. Yeah. Cause it's like you have just been triggered and you didn't even know that you had this trigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like wow. Yeah, I think the I think the thing to remember about it is, again, everybody has trauma, yeah. which means everybody has triggers. Yes, your triggers may not be as quote unquote extreme as yeah. Nyree and I's or as the children as a group home, but you still have yeah. triggers. Yeah. You may not like when people talk about certain subjects. You may not like certain movies, um, certain scenes in movies, certain whatever that looks for you, everybody has their own type of trigger, whether it comes off physically or mentally, it's still there. Um, So the best thing to do is really do your best, your self-discovery work, ask Jesus to show you what your triggers are so you can work out of them because giving them a name is a lot, it's a lot easier to be like, Oh, you know what? Um, Being like uh, being in the water for more than 30 minutes to an hour is triggering me. I'll be in and out all day. Yeah. But staying in more than that time, I don't know. Well, now I do, but before I didn't know why. It was just very triggering to me. Yeah. So I was the person who was always in and out. And I think that um, when you're able to put a name to it, it takes away its power slowly. Yeah. Not like you're like, my trigger is when people try to um, put their hand in my hair. Okay, well, now that you, that, no, that's a for real trigger. That's, that's fighting words. Period. That's don't, what, you, don't do it. You don't touch me. I'll head. never be here for, I'll never be healed for that trigger. You you just don't do that. That's a generational trigger right there. That's listen. But anyways. <laughs> now that's both like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. See, you don't get over it. I can name it. It allows you, it allows you to work for it. Seek help however you see fit. Uh, my mom started going, my, a long time ago, my mom went to a, uh, acupuncturist mm-hmm. and the acupuncturist was helping her release her trauma because your body also holds trauma yes, it does. so they're like oh my gosh you're tense all the time because your body's like holding on to this trauma mm-hmm. so if that's something that affects you doesn't necessarily affect everybody but finding ways to release those trauma put a name to it find somebody whether that's a church counselor a therapist um, to help you work through that however you feel comfortable yeah. um, however you see fit but I do think that the road of forgiveness isn't something that should be walked alone. No. How do you feel about that, Marie? Yeah, you definitely have to walk walk through that with somebody. Mm. Um, which is, you know, I'm grateful that we have GC. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Somebody has been through something similar, yeah. if not the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, finally being able to open up. Yeah. Being able to speak about it. Being yeah. able to be like, hey, this is what I went through. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, me too. Mm. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And they're like, this is what I did. I don't know if it'll help you. You know, mm. and, the, and the beautiful thing that I love is they don't try to force their ways onto you. Yeah. 
it's like this is what I did. I don't know if this is helpful, mm-hmm. but this is how I got through it. And it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, that's thank you for letting me know. And I think the exciting thing about it is being able to be that person to somebody else. Yeah. I remember um, when I was able to tell my story in its entirety. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, okay, I did it. Let's see everybody's response. And I remember one person pulled me aside maybe 10 minutes later and was like, thank you for sharing that because me too. And I remember crying with them, not only because I can, in that moment when somebody says, this is the exact same the thing that happened to me. You have this connection of like, I know how you feel. Yeah. And it also puts you in the in the aspect. I think the devil does does a good job of making us feel isolated. Yeah. Making us feel like nobody else has gone through the same thing. Yeah. And my thing is how and now that I'm out of it and I can look back, I, mm-hmm. if I could go to younger Ayana, I'd be like, girl, how special do you think you are that the devil wouldn't use the same trick on you as he's yeah. used on so many he, other people? He has nothing new. Right. It's really not. Nothing new, which is, it's funny because, you know, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm the only one that's going through this. Yeah. I'm the only one that's ever gone through this yeah. in life. Not, you know, not realizing that, there could be a whole website about it on the Google. Girl. There could be a whole <laughs> podcast. There could be a whole entire uh, message. Like, there's so many different things right. that we go through. And it's like, the devil has no new tricks. So don't think that what you're going through is new. Yeah. I think the biggest thing also is, like, he may dress it up different. Yeah. So it could be the same trauma looks different. For, exact, yeah. for example, my sexual trauma happened uh, with another female. So mm-hmm. for me, growing up, everybody was talking about if you feel uncomfortable with your uncle, if you feel uncomfortable with so-and-so's dad, like, da-da-da. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting over here thinking about, well, like, what about so-and-so's sister? Yeah. What about their thing? Because I yeah. had already gone through that. And so with the devil twisting these words and how mm-hmm. I heard them and how they settled into my heart, I was like, wow, I'm the only person to go through this. Yeah. I'm X, Y, and Z, yada, yada. Yeah. And, then, um, and then growing up and you like watch Dr. Phil, don't come for me if this was back in the day when yeah, Dr. Phil Dr. was Phil good. Was great. Okay, this was back then. And I would watch it and just be like, oh, he's talking to all these people that story's all the same and I'm just yeah. different. No, it's yeah. still it's still the same rock. It's just yeah. dressed, it's in a different costume. Yeah. And then when I finally vocalized it and moved on past forgiveness, I started meeting so many people who had similar stories. And yeah. I was just like, wow. Yep. I'm not as... It's not as unique as I thought it was. Yep. And thank God that it's not. It's not. Amen. It's like, it's genuinely, what did I say, the devil in a blue dress? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, when it's dressed up differently, it's the devil in a red dress. It's green dress. Right. Green dress, purple dress. Still the same devil. Right. Just a different color dress. Mm. That's good. And I knew under the sun. (laughs) Period. How do you find a new normal after forgiveness? Is it bad that I found a new normal really quick? No, I don't think so. I think I think why this question is so good is because after you forgive, mm. you you see things differently. You desire. I remember waking up the next day and I just was like, I want to be different. I want to be me. Yeah. I want to be who's Ayana? Finding this person, finding out the yeah. quirks and the tricks and the, all of these things. Yeah. So I don't think there's a right or wrong time mm-hmm. because when you're finally free of it. 
it's like, okay, let me change the entire way that I worked all of this. Yeah. I think, um, well, not I think, but for me, finding mm-hmm. a new normal was, um, I started to go to the movies by myself. Mm. I took myself on a, I call it a me date. Mm. Yes. Self-care. Yes. And so I went, I had like a full day. I was off and I was like, well, praise the Lord. We're just going to go have fun. So I got my nails done. Mm. I went to the mall. Mm -hmm. I went to the movies. Mm. I ate in my car because I didn't want to sit in the restaurant by myself. Amen. Yeah. Still I watch, you know, watch Netflix. Like yeah. I would just do stuff by myself to yeah. just rediscover who I am. Yeah. And then after doing that, now it's like it's necessary. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, you have the day to day. You work. Mm-hmm. You 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 know have stuff at the church. You mm-hmm. have family. You got just all these all these different aspects of everything, but my self-care days is the day that i reconnect with myself yes mm-hmm. i'm connecting with god throughout you know all all the time right. every day as much as as much as i can yeah and as much as i should yeah um but those days are like okay god remind me who i am mm. and why you created me the way that you did that's good Instead of being like, okay, God, all these different things have happened. I've been through this. I've been through that. And it's it changed me. I'm a totally different person. And it's like, no, you're not. Mm. Your tolerance for certain things have changed. Mm. Your, you know, your mind has changed to where the things that people said about you no longer affect you. The right. things that people try to do to you will no yeah. longer affect you the things, the the ways that people act and the ways that people are no longer have any um, influence on you because you know who you are. Yeah. So it's like, after forgiving, it's not a, some people try to say like, it's a, it's a cocky thing of, um, oh, well, you're just, you're just so, um, just so strong and you're just, you're just this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. I'm strong in the aspect of God created me to be a strong woman. Yeah. But I'm not a toxic strong woman. Amen. There's a a huge difference yeah. between being strong and being toxic. Yeah. Toxic ain't me. Right. I don't like strong chemicals. <laughs> not the chemicals. I don't, I don't like strong chemicals. Anything right. that's too strong, mm. it's not for me. Right. You know, I'm more of the, the mellow smells. Yeah. The mellow, the, you know, you can't, you can't be toxic, mm. but you can be strong. Right. I think, I think a lot of people confuse that. Like, Oh, I forgave and and now nobody can cross me. Can cross me. Yeah. Nobody can say anything to yeah. me. No. Mm-hmm. They can say it, mm-hmm. but how do you receive it? Yeah. Or do you receive it? Yeah. Cause there's so many things that people say, and I'm like, check what they said. Mm. And if it doesn't align with God and if it doesn't align with your heart, it don't matter. Right. I think one thing the one thing that happened to to me after. I became more tender to other people. Yeah. So checking, like when I go through something in the moment, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm probably gonna be pissed off about it in the very moment. 
Oh yeah. It may take me a minute to like process. Sorry if you hear the laughter. My godchildren are downstairs. <laughs> per usual, we know this. But it may take me a minute to um be able to like center myself. Yeah. But once I do get there, I think how where is this person at? How mm-hmm. hurt is this person? Oh yeah. Um, what is this person thinking? How does it look like from their perspective? Yeah. Being able to break it down for that person has also saved me from a lot of um times where i'm like i'm gonna go tell her off and blah 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 Mm -hmm. because i'm like no you know what this person is probably either hurting or they're seeing it from a different perspective or they're viewing it some type of way so how can i go about changing my perspective to either deal with them in a either pray for them or deal with them in a softer manner because i think as human flesh especially after going through much trauma and forgiving it can easily very much be like no you're not going to double cross me whether it's something big or small yep but i think being able to reach that thing and be like you know what you i know you this is out of your character so you must be really hurting today so let me just not address it and just pray for you oh yeah yeah because there's also that thing of a spirit can jump on them Mm. And that you know, they're not realizing that, you know, spirit just jumped on me and now right. I'm now I'm feeling some type of way. But I think that also comes with the maturity of us and mm. we are able to recognize it. Yeah. And it's like, I know you mm. but the spirit <clears throat> the spirit that just jumped on you, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm that's gonna good. speak to you, but that spirit that's on you, that gotta go. Because right. that spirit then got almost got you knocked down in two point five seconds. Praise the Lord, It's straight in the forehead, right straight, between your eyeballs, right between the eyeballs, like bow. You. Yeah, you know. But it's that, and that that definitely comes with the maturity and the forgiveness and the willingness to be like, mm. I'm okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like I think a lot of people are like, after they've forgiven somebody or after they've been through traumatic experience. They don't want to say that they're okay because it makes it makes them seem like they're better than everybody. Because, yeah. oh, I got through this and yeah. I'm great. Yeah. No, I'm okay because yeah. I went through it. Mm. I allowed it to change me in however way it could, yeah. but not in a negative way. Yeah. And only in a positive way. Yeah. What the devil meant for evil, oh, come. God going to turn it around for good. Come on. So what they thought was going to hurt you, God is like, nope, that's only going to raise you up to where yeah. I'm putting you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not better than you. No. I'm not better than anybody. Mm-hmm. But I've allowed it to help me be a stepping stone. Mm. Mm. It'll make your enemies your footstool. I'm about to step on this. That part. And keep going. That part. Because it can't stop me. Yeah, ma'am. Period. Don't get me preaching. Okay, before we move on to the quote, Mm -hmm. I did have something to ask you. Answer at free risk. So you could say, Ayana, mind your business. Oh, Lord. But (laughs) I probably won't say that. (laughs) You just like, come on, friend. (laughs) You gonna answer, friend? You answer first, friend. What's your answer? (laughs) That's how she gonna answer. What you got to say? How would you respond? You tell me. Um, I'll, I'll answer it too, just because I feel like this is something also. Mm-hmm. How has your your perspective changed mm-hmm. about the person, the person's, people's, places that cause trauma? Oh God! Oh yeah, that's a good one. 
It wasn't that's, on the paper. That's a, that's I a shot straight from the hip. That's straight from the hip. It's about bust me in my face. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I sound like my granddad. Um, about get me. No, I was kidding. Yeah. Um, oof. It has definitely changed my look on uh, just being completely honest. Mm-hmm. It changed my look of what a mother is supposed to look like. Mm. It changed my look of what a friend should look like. Yeah. Of what, you know, a family friend should look like. It yeah. genuinely changed my look on everything. And I think the one thing that um, has been helping me a lot is being vulnerable mm-hmm. and being transparent mm-hmm. with um, mother figures in my life. Mm. So um, my dad such a smart guy um but he said um god has placed god has placed women in your life to be a wall mm. so i literally i can genuinely say all the women on the pastoral staff at gc all the all my friends mm-hmm. you friend all other friends like they have genuinely it's like yo guys have wrapped a circle around me mm-hmm to um not only pour into me right but it's also like it's because of what you know what has been poured into me right whatever tries to come on the outside can't even touch me yeah that's good because i you know it's like oh your head big now it is Uh because what i've been what god is allowing them to pour into me is what you try to pull out of me and why shouldn't it be my thing is why shouldn't my head be because i am a daughter of a king not a king the The king King. the king of kings period so lords of lords the almighty period not that it's like and when i say why shouldn't your head be big it's not in this cocky i'm bigger than everybody but i know who i am i know who my worth is and the moment that i think i forget there's somebody there to call it out of me to remind show is because i tell you real quick yeah but you know who you are. That part. Excuse me. Re- what Rafiki said. <laughs> remember who you are. I would tell you real quick. Well, that that's my thing. I think the big <laughs> thing is like for those people who are like, oh, her head big. She walking around like she yeah. owned the place, and I should. And I should. Cause my daddy owned this place. Well, come on, he gave me dominion. Oh, huh? I told you don't <laughs> don't you give me the star preaching, okay? Cause I. But I uh, think real quick. I think this is something that's recent for me. It hasn't always been this way. Yeah. And I think another thing is like when you forgive, it doesn't turn perfect. But that's a whole yeah. other thing. But something that has happened recently since the last 120 mm-hmm. is I feel myself walking around with this confidence, yeah. this understanding confidence yeah. of there's nothing that you can't tell me that the devil ain't already tried to tell me yeah. that my dad did not already prove wrong. Right. You, you better. Okay. There's, there's nothing there is nothing there's, new under the sun that there, my daddy don't know about. there's really can't there's nothing new under the sun that he don't know about you yep. can try to drag me in every way you want he already know right. we already talked about it right it ain't a secret to jesus and my thing is also whatever lie you think oh ayana's weird her style's quirky baby i'm i'm particular i ain't for everybody and jesus made me that way for the people who ain't for everybody because god is not a cookie cutter if he wanted everybody to look the same we would right 
Listen, you better come on. But that, I think that's you better come on. I just had to do it because I felt it in my spirit. Yeah. This is a new thing for me. So I love yeah. to talk about it. It's just this idea that like, oh, like I, I have felt one time, not necessarily. I had just felt it that somebody was like, she really thinks she like walk around here like she don't stink or she mm-hmm. own the place or mm-hmm. she trying to be everywhere at once. It's like, no, I walk with confidence confidence and worthiness yeah. that my father has placed on me yeah the purpose that he placed on me the understanding that i'm here to be a vessel to help all these people yeah like understanding that your worth is never changing yeah like you're not gonna do something god wake up and be like you know what yeah let me just erase that off your right. title you're not quick. a hundred dollar bill now you're a 50. right like no that's etched in stone Mm-mm. baby you you are who i created you to be yeah yeah and if you don't know it yet you gonna find out and Period. you're gonna get there right whether you want to yeah. take the long way or the short way we're gonna, you're find gonna get there it may have taken me 26 years but she got there honey right and it's it's a thing of um genuinely once i i forgave and i i you know didn't forget but i forgave right um and i of course yes looked at everybody differently uh-huh. uh what they said to me changed Mm -hmm. and how i received it Mm -hmm. what they um what they do Mm -hmm. in in my presence has definitely changed my reaction as well Mm -hmm. um but one thing that um i've learned is that one you you can't you can't one you can't allow it to affect you right um but also my walk changed yeah um I was talking to, I think, Cynthia at church. I was talking to her, and she was like, you have a strong walk. Mm. And I was like, I do? She yeah. said, you do. And it's funny because my dad has always said, you walk with purpose. Even if you don't know your purpose, you're going to walk with it. Mm-hmm. He said, because one day when you find your purpose, your walk is going to be stronger. Mm. And it's like, you better come on, Dad. That's right, good. Right. And it's like, okay. And so now it's like I walk with purpose. I walk like I have somewhere to go and somewhere to be. Yeah. Now, don't let me put my heels on. Oh. Because she's stomping on the neck. Honey. She's stomping. Honey. But the, my, my walk changed the way yeah. that, that people talk to me changed the yeah. way that I interacted with people change yeah. the way that I see myself change. Mm. That's the bit. That's that's the bit. One the, right there. Genuinely, the way that I saw myself, the way that I see myself now yeah. changed. Yeah. The way that I see God has changed. Yeah. Because it's like you go through you go through all these things you go through the good you go through the bad you go through the ugly mm-hmm. you still you still gonna have more stuff to go through because we it's still ain't hard out here. Yeah, ain't got kids. Yeah. like you know you're still gonna walk through all these different things but i've now realized that had i not exited god out of mm. all of my trauma mm-hmm. i wouldn't have had to go through so much yeah. trauma yeah, I think it's like they always say that like um, every everybody has a door yeah. um, in your heart that you like shove all the bad stuff in. You're like, yeah. Jesus, come make your home here. You got every door. 
but yeah. that one you know what yep. I mean? like when yeah. when you finally unlock it even just a little bit and you like because not everything's gonna come flowing out at once sometimes yeah. it does sometimes yeah and sometimes we give it piece by piece and i know that god's a god that's so just like give it all yeah. i think um the beautiful thing about god is that it, nothing is forced yeah. it's all on our will which also means we take our sweet time because um not knowing or understanding that like god's really gonna take care of it yeah. even if i gave him 75 percent of the room and i'm mm -hmm. holding on to this last 25 percent yeah. and i've seen what he's done with the 75 yeah. i still be like yeah but god this 25 is worse yeah and so um just the idea of of remembering that god's like give it to me well yeah. i'll be here when you give it to me i'm, I'm gonna keep knocking on this yeah. one door yeah. And I'm like, you can have any door you want. You want my, you want me to be single forever? I'll be single forever. You can have that door. You can, you can have all the doors, <laughs> right? But not that one, right? Because that it, it's the. Oh my God, what well, it's very cliche. Uh -huh. Oh God, you don't know what they did to me. Yeah. God, you don't know what they said to me. Yeah. And then, God, <laughs> being all knowing, he's like, tell mm. me about it. Mm. what what did they really say mm. what did they say mm -mm. you know because to god is like i've seen it all yeah. i've heard it all yeah ain't nothing new under the sun my, my favorite thing is when he reminds you i i started praying this prayer a little while ago of being like show me where you were yeah everybody says god's with you all the time and yeah. i'm like these were the moments where i felt alone show yeah. me where you were and to go back and be like and him be like no i was right there with you yeah i was weeping with you i was yeah. sitting with you i was struggling with you i was pulling things together with you yeah. to sit there and really and i mean really reflect really go back reflect. to the deepest yeah. darkest areas of my life yeah. and be like god where were you yeah like when i got the phone call from my sister and had a haul all booty tail up to where they were because my sister just called me and said she didn't know what was going on but she thought that my mom was an inter in, in a mental institution and how i was preparing myself and trying to get all of these tears out in the car before i saw my siblings so i could be strong for them yeah. all of these things i'm like god oh, where were you in that yeah. and then to really sit there and be like yo but he I was, was wiping in, your tears in the yeah, car yeah before the you even walked through the door that comfort you felt yeah that peace you felt yeah that's so you can lay your head down at night yeah yeah that rest you that, got yep mm. because that was you know even so the spoken word that i did yesterday yes if you haven't uh, listened to it you, you can go to generations church on youtube and you can find it on the easter um yes episode yes you can 2022 okay yeah, praise the lord one. um but writing that i was like nah god they mm. they don't need to know that mm. they don't need to know that yeah no nah, it's okay yeah and but it was <laughs> god has a sense of humor don't he? because he was like why not mm. you know mm -hmm. but then it also brought the question of but god why me why do mm -hmm. i have to say it yeah and then also why not mm. because yeah. it's like if you don't say it, who else is gonna say it? Yeah. And it's funny because right after I said it, I felt like just walking off the stage, I wanted to burst in tears because I was like, I did it. Yeah. Like I finally told somebody. Yeah. 
that I was in literally in the deepest, darkest parts of my world, ready to just walk away. Yeah. But God, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like he was just sitting there. I remember when I was um, just sitting in it, I cried so hard. Yeah. I cried so hard. Yeah. And I was like, God, if you're here, just let me go to sleep. Mm. I was like, because I can't, I couldn't sleep. I was losing weight, then gaining weight. Then yeah. Just all these different things at the same yeah. time. And it's like, God, if you're here, let me go to sleep. Yeah. And I just like quit. Yeah. Went to sleep. Yeah. But even even yesterday and I don't I don't know the girl's name. If you're listening to this, mm-hmm. appreciate you. I love you. Um she caught me in the bathroom, okay? Ooh. Jesus loved to get you now, in, in the private areas. I, wasn't, I was reapplying my lip gloss yes, because me. I was like, you know, God, um, praise the Lord. Right. But um she said I never thought anybody would say that Mm. she said i have never had the confidence to say that yeah she said but you saying that allowed me to realize that i can i can go through it yeah yeah i about bust out in tears right in that bathroom because i'm like you know and i'm i'm blotting my face because it's all shiny Mm. and she's like thank you Mm. and i'm like God, why you gotta let them get me in the bathroom? It's it's the way that God will reassure you. Yeah. Like, oh, you wonder why? Yeah. This is why. That is exactly why. And it's not even just her, but you know, just different women. Yeah. Even some men, they were like, Good job. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, because it's like because you feel like you're going through that alone. Yeah. And you're like, okay, God, where are you? Because I don't know where you're at. Right. And it's like, I was there in the moments, but let me show you how much more so I was there. Mm-hmm. And after you say it, it's just like, man. Oh, me too. Yeah. It was a, not not me too moment in that way. But, but you know what I mean? But it yeah. was, you know, I was like, oh yeah, me too. I like, think it's even more so the longer you hang on to it. So to think for years, yeah. we're going around thinking nobody needs to know this because yep. it was just us. If anybody was just me and God and nobody needs to know this. Yeah. And being adult women and finally coming to the point where we can say the whole thing for what it is. And yep. to hear somebody say, I, I never thought I'd hear anybody say that again. Yeah. It one breaks your heart but it's yeah. also like okay god i get it yeah i get it genuinely yeah. in the in the car when i was having my meltdown about my diet coke that Ooh. i didn't want and mm-hmm. i wanted to be a raspberry iced tea mm-hmm. i said god i know you moved today just being so dumb i said god i know you moved today but did i have to be the one you moved to <laughs> girl girl i said i said I love you. I do. I said, but my God, how many more examples am I going to be utilizing? I, I said, Jesus, can they be more of a one-on-one? Right. I re- Can I just do things for session? <laughs> right. I did Steph's um, girls night a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we were uh, in the middle, and somebody said something, and I looked at Steph, and Steph was like, Ayana has something to say. So I basically went off or whatever, not went off, but you know, spiritually, yeah, came at her neck with Jesus' help. 
yeah and love amen that sounds really bad that's the best way to do it but when you're a christian you understand yes (laughs) it's fun it's bad that it's fun it's like like, oh let me tell you what yeah especially when they're beating when when i see girls or women beating themselves up yeah i'm like jesus you ready like (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, just shooting them they were like busting through Yeah. yeah and i remember doing that and only because I felt it so heavy on my spirit. And then, yeah. you know, you're telling them all these things, blah, 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 whatever. And then I just remember certain people after that being like, what you said was really good and it really helped me. And so yeah. it's like, I'm going to go tell so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yeah. Lord, let them forget. Because if you ask me what I said, I don't. That's I don't one thing remember. about Jesus. He'll keep you humble. He'll make yeah. you forget. Oh, yeah. You won't remember what it's, you said. Once once Holy Spirit get on you, it's yeah. like, oh, you just said all this stuff, and it was amazing. Mm. But I don't remember not a lick of what I just said. The only time you you remember is like when you write it down because it's for a time that's not yeah. now. Yep. But if it's in the moment, mm-hmm. they're like, wait, Ayana, you remember when I said that? I said, that no. came out my mouth. <laughs> I said that when? <laughs> I said that to Kayla, and she's like, when did I say that? I said, oh, Lord, you don't remember nothing. <laughs> She's saying it's a Holy Spirit moment. I don't remember. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start saying. When I forget. Holy Spirit activated. Like, and hey, I... Honor, you remember last Tuesday we said we was going to have whole coffee? I see, you know what? No. Holy Spirit said that. But yes, we can't have coffee this week. <laughs> yes, but that, that was, was Holy Spirit. That was a Holy Spirit activation. My brain was deactivated, so I don't remember what I said oh, cool, in that moment. Right. Holy Spirit, dude, though. Mm-hmm. Ask him. <laughs> okay, Mary. <laughs> Tell the people, as you guys know, <laughs> I love you, friend. <laughs> as you guys know, we end every podcast with a quote because I love words. And so I asked our lovely guest, Marie, um, to find a quote that she loves <laughs> or it pertains to the topic, how she feels fit, and she's going to share it with us. Uh, I mean, not do my mind. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, go ahead. My mind, it's a strong one. She meant. Maya and <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's someone. No, it's <laughs> oh my gosh. But um <laughs> my quote is from Dr. Maya Angelou, the queen herself. Yes, Maya. Um, but it says, if you are always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. Mm. Um quote for life. Yeah. Just, just being honest, quote for life. If you're always trying to uh, reach people certain stigmas, you'll never realize the stick. You know the the goals that you can achieve. Yeah, you never realize just how amazing you actually are. Mm-hmm. If you're always trying to look like Instagram models and influencers and all of them, you'll never realize how much you actually influence those who are already around you. Mm-hmm. You know, to sum up, Dr. Maya Angelou, basically be yourself because God only made you and there's only one you in the world and the world needs you. So be yourself. Because I ain't got time to be nobody else. It ain't no time. Ain't no time. Ain't no way. Come on, Larry. Ain't ain't no way. Ain't ain't no way. Anywho. Truth is I'm (laughs) tired. Truth. Options are few. It's just me. I ain't got time to pretend. Zero. <laughs> I ain't got time to pretend to be nobody else. Options are few. It um, is just me, baby. All burnt out. Okay. Hey, man. Nairi, where can <laughs> where can my friends find you? Um, you can find me at church. Amen. Generations Church. Um, 
But other than that, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at what's my Instagram underscore. I'm only Nairi underscore. That's it. N I Y R E. Okay, don't spell my name wrong because you ain't gonna find me. Period. She'll be lost in sauce. And my catering business. You it's attached, so you can find that too. Period. Boom. Period. Don't be missing Shameless out. plug. Don't be missing out. Girl, plug it. <laughs> Don't plug it. Dad. She be cooking. It be good. Because <laughs> I do a cooking day. I'm like, look here, friends. I brought y'all some food. Hey, man. Thank you. A tested party. Ooh. <laughs> I feel it in my spirit now. Yes, go. All right. Thank you, friend, for joining my podcast. Of course. This is fun. That's fine. We yeah. gotta do this again. We gonna have to. No. <laughs> we we gonna have to send out another invite. Yep. Okay, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as we had enjoyed um, recording it. You can let us know how you feel on Apple Music, um, share it on Spotify, and then you know you can always come over to the gram and let us know there how you feel. The gram is. Sorry, I had to pull it up for I forgot. A's thoughts. That's A Y S underscore T H O U G H T S. You can message us there. Tell us how you feel about it. If you have any questions, you can send them there and I'll send them to Nairi. However you feel. However you feel. However you, you want to bless us. Meet yes, us at God. church. We take cash. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we take Zots. Yes. Zots and Celsius. Pass it down. We take tropical very berry uh coming worms amen 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 thank you friends <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> all right friends what an episode thank you guys so much for listening for tuning in um we'd love to hear what you guys are thinking so make sure to um rate and subscribe and also comment any thoughts that you have wherever you listen to this podcast we're so excited um just to go on this new journey with you we hope that you enjoy it if you have any topic requests and or you would love to be a guest find us on our instagram at a's underscore thoughts that's a y s underscore t h o u g h t s let us know what topics you think what you thought about the podcast and if you would love to be a guest message us on there we would love to have you have a great week and we'll see you next time.